Beers, Dads, Ball, Podcast, with your host, Showdog. Anthony Richardson looks left, steps up in the pocket, rolls right, there he goes, he's got a linebacker and a beat on the sideline, he takes off, he misses the tackle, he's at the 50, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20! Oh, Anthony Richardson is the front runner for the Heisman on his fifth touchdown of the day! Are you fucking kidding me? This kid is electric! Gola? I'm gonna just go in a real different, different direction with this. <laughs> and I'm gonna say boobs. <laughs> and KG. I freaking cannot stand it when sports fans use the term we when a team loses <laughs> that they cheer for. The Patriots go out and lose a game. Oh, yeah, we had a really rough game tonight. We just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. We just, you know, we didn't show up to the game. You weren't a part of the fucking game. You're not a part of the team. There's no we. The Pats lost. They lost. It was them, not we. Don't ever fucking use that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all your families. Kev, I saw the woo, and then I kept talking. You're on mute, so... (laughs) 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 yeah it's a big one dude big day big holiday yes i don't this is thanksgiving my thanksgiving is probably my it's either i think it's probably my favorite holiday but everything wow wow top three in order top three holidays in order Um, this, (laughs) I don't even know. Honest to God, it's like, it's Thanksgiving the fourth. And then there's like nothing else that close to me. Like I'm not, I'm not a huge Christmas guy. Yeah, you're a Scrooge, dude. Doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Wow. I just, no, listen, I like love like spending time with family and stuff like that. But like, I hate getting gifts. I fucking, I just, I don't know. I just. Not a never been a huge like I love Christmas guy. Mine is the Fourth of July because I like summer more than winter, so I think that's a huge role part of it. But then Christmas, like Fourth of July and Christmas are like one uh, one A one B, you know. Yeah. But then I, I would say probably Thanksgiving is third. Yeah, mine goes uh, Christmas, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with that. No. Gola. Um, do we have a deer up on the wall? <laughs> uh, no, we don't. Um, Damn it, dude. We might, well get in, we might as well get into it. Uh, I did what you told me to do last last week when we recorded. I manifested it. I dreamt it. Mm-hmm. Positive vibes all morning. Um, so we did exactly what I, I said. My father and I went out. My dad came along with me. Um, got into a bunch of fresh deer sign all day just never um never actually got to see anything and then um it was about noontime we were walking out and um i we kind of on the side of that the same old cut that my uh last last 
So we were pretty close, probably, you know, I don't know, three, 400 yards from where that happened. And I stopped and was like, hey, like, I pointed to this spot. I was like, that's where I shot that eight-pointer, like, seven years ago or whatever the hell it was. And I know I said that, and I turned to, like, turn back to talk to him, but I saw two deer take off going through these whips and shit. So I'm like, oh, perfect. So my dad goes, what are you doing? I go, there's two fucking, there's deer right there. Um, so I pull my scope up. I'm looking at them through the scope as I go through the stuff. I can't tell. And then they kind of head up a bank that there's nothing on for maybe 10 or 15 yards. And they're not really running that fast. They're kind of like not jogging, but they're moving fairly quickly. Um, so the first one goes and my dad's like, doesn't have horns. And he's like, I don't think the second one does either. And I'm like, the fuck it doesn't have. <laughs> so I pull up have it right on it as it's going up the up the bank quarter and away pull the trigger click the um gun misfired the firing pin came forward smacked the cartridge and it never went jesus, off jesus that's a classic fagola story <laughs> well i mean there's not I mean, there's nothing i can do about that it wasn't my fault i freaking jack a shell out pull up on a tree pow so it's, unbelievable um, yeah, so I mean, I'm not like I said, it wasn't like the best shot, um, but we had snow, and I figured if I at least you know had plenty a good amount in the day if I were to get one in them, but uh, yeah, so that was um, yeah, I was pretty rattled. That that kind of sucks. Yeah, that sucks, dude. That's um, a tough one. It's tough. Yeah. So hindsight though, the shell that that happened to is at the top of my clip. So that's the one that's been in the chamber all year long. So I'm thinking back on it on Monday, that Monday, if I would have actually saw that deer and it was bedded down, not moving Click. that close to me. And I pulled the trigger and it happened on that. I'd have been really fucking pissed. Mm, mm-hmm, so, yeah. I, I got, um, I don't know if I'm going to get up tomorrow or not. Um, if I do, it'll be for a few hours. Cause I think we're eating early and then, uh, but I got Thursday, Friday, and then a few more weeks of muzzle loading, so we'll see what happens. So yeah, no, I, I don't have anything yet. Another story. Yeah. Well, that's all that matters. Classic, classic Fagola hunting story, dude. That's all I can say. I mean, there's nothing I can fucking do about that. What am I supposed to do about that? I, I don't know. I don't know, exactly. dude. Maybe you could Shut maybe. Shut the fuck up. Maybe this is a learning experience, but next year, if your ammo's been sitting in your fucking what do we call it? A magazine or cartridge all fucking season long. You take them out and you get rid of the top one. That'll be a lesson for you, dude. I, they don't sit in the, they don't, I don't put them in the clip all year long because it fucks the spring up in there all the time. But I actually took every, every bolt that was in it and I just chucked them, chucked them in the woods. So them, them were all gone. So yeah. Put put four, four or five new ones in. So, uh, this is how we transition. Um, more faith in those bullets or, uh, Mac Jones. (laughs) <laughs> that, this is how we hit a transition um the bullets okay, can't so throw it in a have, or fumble the ball i so. have more faith in mac jones than i do of matt patricia being fucking competent oh i had i have more faith that you could throw the bullet and hurt somebody um than mac jones having a good game he didn't play horrible the other day he didn't play good 23 or 27 for like what 260 he just crumbles in the red zone i've never seen someone go down so easy in my life no i know and, and listen that whole we can get into it obviously is like one of the most boring goddamn games of all year it should have been put on thursday night yeah um 
Pats win 10 to three. Obviously the only exciting part was the last like 18 seconds or 20 seconds when the Jets kicked the, um, Matt, uh, Marcus Jones. Is that Marcus? Marcus. Marcus Jones. Yeah. Marcus Jones. Jack Jones is the other one. Um, took it to the house. First kick return all year in the NFL that went for a touchdown. So very exciting. Patriots win, dominate the Jets for the 14th time in a row. The Jets, I think the, the Patriots broke the Jets. Um, oh, Jack yeah. Wilson's being benched. He's not even to the point where he's being benched in dressing. He's not even dressing. Unbelievable. Um, Who's their backup? Flacco he, still? Is that no, yeah, Mark, Flacco and White. No, Mark White. I think White's starting them. Yeah. Mike White. Mike White? My, Mike White. Mike White? That sounds right. So actually, funny, funny enough, I saw something today. They said after the Jets made the announcement, they were benching Zach Wilson. Their playoff champ chances like increased by ten percent. That's great. I also saw something that said that Geno Smith could throw the, his next hundred and fifty straight passes straight into the fucking stands, and he'd still have a passer rating higher than Zach Wilson. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Did they use Geno Smith because he's just like having a crazy season for himself, is, or is it because he's actually hit the best? He used to play now? for the Jets. Oh, was he was drafted why? by the Jets. Oh, okay. I'm guessing. Um, and then here's here's my issue with the whole thing. By the way, is that he sucked. There's no doubt about it. And I've always said that Wilson sucks. Like people fell in love with like the arm, the arm talent in the combine and all that shit. Like he was pretty good, but. Late first round, maybe talent develop, um, but I never thought the skill was there. The the other part is Greg Sal like Sala is like acting like a tough guy, like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna bench him and all that, and he's making making that move. I haven't heard him come out and be like, hey, it's my fault. Um, there was 15 seconds in the game, just punt the fucking ball out of bounds. Like, right. That is horrible coaching. Like that that, or, yeah. that one coaching decision cost you that game not not zach wilson he didn't lose it he didn't throw any interceptions no um well he that threw coaching two that, decision that they were dropped yeah that coaching decision single-handedly lost oh that was a, yeah yeah no that was a whore yeah and it's like one of those things that's it's just like the that's the thing about the jets it seems because i think the jets team is their team is good they have a good roster if they had caught some competency at quarterback um but it's the same thing with the patriots like Right now, if the playoffs started tomorrow, the Patriots, I think, are opening up would open up against Tennessee. Yeah. The Patriots' defense is good enough to beat win a playoff game against Tennessee, but Mac Jones fucking sucks. Like yeah. I, they, I've never seen like you talking about Shorty when they're talking in the red zone. I've never seen a team stall out so much when they get inside the thirty. Negative plays. They either they'll either take a sack or they'll have a like a holding penalty, offensive pass interference. And next thing you know, they're at like the 50 again. It's like second and fucking 72. But yeah, it's always a negative play. It, it's they, so bad. Now, with that being said, it didn't help yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, not yesterday, Sunday, that they lost two of their starting offensive linemen within the first in the first half, I think. Right. Andrews went down, but he's back to press. Andrews is, makes all the difference in the world in that, in that offensive line. He's a captain. He's a leader. He's the one, you know, calling out the protections. Andrew's not being there is a fucking massive detriment to that offensive line. Ferentz is um, awful too. Oh, Ferentz sucks. Yeah. Yeah, he's bad. Um, so they lost him in win, which didn't help against the Jets. May have the best front four, front seven in the league. Um, uh, Quinn Williams is a goddamn machine. Yeah, that's um, what Barmore should be. 
Yeah. So listen, listen, it was, it's, this is what I mean. The Patriots are six and four, right? Mm-hmm. And they have literally gotten nothing out of the quarterback position. Nothing. Nothing. And they're six and four. And I'm, and that's, yeah, well, we will get into when we do the previews when they play the Vikings, but um, the P- Patriots are in the playoffs right now. I, I don't know. They just, Mac Jones and Patricia are just, they're just bad. Yeah. that And that's on, so I've never been the guy who's been like fire bill. I just think that Bill has too much. Like, be a coach, don't be a coach and GM and all this stuff. Like, be the head coach, make the decision that okay, Patricia's just not cutting it. Like, the, you guys aren't, you guys are. I mean, you're playing negative. Like, most of your plays are negative. Um, it's just not working out. So, if you're gonna be a good GM, you gotta get, you gotta make a move. I mean, you're gonna be a good coach. You gotta make that call. Like, you're not, you're not calling plays anymore. Um, he's got to see it. Bill's got to see it. Like, there are times that, like, listen, like, I admit that, like, sure, like, I know, like, X's and O's wise, like, you you see the game differently than a lot of people do. It's just, like, that's just how you are. But there, I mean, I'm not necessarily, I do it to an extent, but I'm nowhere near on the same level as you in terms of, like, looking at shit and seeing what's going to happen and all this. But there were so many times, even, like, I would watch it on the offense and I'd be like, what there'd be certain situations on third down they'd bring like John U. Smith into the backfield along with the Mondre and I'm like, this is a draw or a screen to one of them. Every like time. it's just every fucking time. And it's like and actually John who didn't actually play that bad. John who got the ball. He's had a couple good weeks. And it's like if they get him the ball in space, he like does well, but um I just don't know what the hell Six of seven I don't passing on on play action so i mean what is that i mean like 90 yards you're basically like like 90 percent on play action that tells me line the fuck up in with a under center with a running back behind you and either run the ball or play action off it right get out of shotgun like it's wild to me um it's just like it's like sometimes football is stupid stupid simple what works what doesn't work if you bet Throw better out of the out of the under center, then stick with it. Stop right. going into shotgun. It's too predictable. And, and when you're doing that, Mac is just he doesn't get to a second prog- progression. He he gets to one guy. He locks on him. His clock in his head. It's confidence. Like I, I I don't think he's that bad of a player, but his confidence is so bad right now that he just can't get to a second progression and have confidence throwing that without thinking it's going to be a pick or that a sack's coming. So yeah, and and it, I do think part of that too is the fact that the offensive line has been bad this year. That's usually been like one of the strengths that they have. I mean, outside of Owanu. You know who the offensive line coach is? Patricia. Patricia. Exactly. Yeah. They need to make Another the Another guy call. with too much on his fucking plate. And, and shouldn't have any bring... on his plate. His plate should be fucking Bill... empty. Should be full with fucking Thanksgiving with us. Uh, you should be the normal people. Uh, go do your. Like, he should be. If he's like an astronomical engineer, he should be going to fucking work on NASA. Bill needs to ring the bat phone. He needs to pick the bat phone up. He needs to call Dante and said, I need you back. Just finish yeah. this year out with us. I Seriously. Mean, it, 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 the line's in shambles. So I, I think, and I think that's going to be outside of Patricia. It's the line being healthy is going to be the big, biggest detriment to them moving forward. Um, and, and again, to go to some positives here, the fucking defense is, I understand awesome. the last few weeks I've been playing. They're not great teams, but it's very difficult to hold NFL teams in this league to like three points a game. 
Yeah. And they have like the, the I think they're like the top scoring defense in the league right now. Um, they're going to have a hell of a second, hell of, second in points second. and like fourth in yards. Yeah. Okay. Who's is Denver still one? Buffalo, I think maybe one. Uh, best, best score in defense is Cowboys. Wow. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the Patriots are going to have their hands full, uh, you know, on the defense, but I just think their defense is fucking great. Like, yeah. They have a defense built to win in the playoffs, but I just don't know if they can because of their offense. Right. They can win a game. I can see them fumbling, like falling into winning a game in the playoffs, but they're I they can't make a deep run with the offense the way it is. That's just yeah. Yeah. Um. Next, want to. Uh... I'll just, I'm going to just say it really quick. Celtics are fucking rolling. Tottenham are one of these. Bruins, number one um, in their division as well. Um, they're probably going to lose tonight. Celtics are rolling. They're up about 20 in the fourth, so they're going to probably win. Um, but pretty spoiled in Boston right now. Um, Patriots fans are bitching. Like, you just heard us bitch, and they're 6-4. and four, So I couldn't imagine a losing record. <laughs> Do you think that a NBA head coach is the most overrated position in maybe all of, like, professional anything? No, baseball. I think it's baseball. Okay. Um, meaning, I guess what I'm going to, I just want to talk about, I guess, is like how like losing uh, Adoka, Adoka doesn't really make a difference at all. Basically, um, like you got five guys in the court at a time. So it's not like you're like really managing a shit ton going on. And like, I just think at the end of the day, it's about the talent of the court and not the coach that's out there. So it 100% is a lot of talent. Um, but I do think. Missoula is an awesome. Like I think he's the real deal. He doesn't. He doesn't take shit. He he's on to the next thing. Um, I, I really like him. He pushes players' buttons. Um, he calls out players, and then more than any coach in like Boston's recent history is like he praises him. He's like I've heard him like say like Jason Tame's the best player in the NBA, and like you don't hear you know you didn't hear Udoko or Brad Stevens ever say that and brag up their players and like put that kind of pressure on him, but he, he is. Yeah. I, I think that as long as like you can keep the locker room, like under control, meaning like you don't have like guys like, I don't know, uh, like Draymond green being an idiot, shit like that, you know, stuff like that. I feel like just it's the talent speaks for everything. So, yeah, this is a lot of veterans on the Celtics team too. Like, I mean, I know Tatum's 25, but he's been in the league for like five or six years. Yeah. And I'm sure there's plenty of teams in the NBA that would kill to have a uh, one-two of Tatum and Brown. So, oh, yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. I don't know if I've watched the Celtics all all year. I may have watched them a little bit, but I just until like football season's over, I just don't I don't see myself like getting into watching them at all. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of NBA regular season. Like I'll 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 flip it flip it on, but I'm never gonna watch a full game. But yeah. let's play off roll around. I'll start watching them. Yeah, like tonight, it. like I'll watch like the like we have the Bruins game on. I mean, it Lid hates basketball, mm-hmm. so that doesn't help. I mean, shit, like shit, like during the finals and shit last year, the playoffs, she'll sit down and watch that because it's whatever. But so like we had the Bruins on um, before we started getting the kids to bed, but rather than the Celtics. Um, and then you want to get into our uh, football previews because we're doing a draft today. Been a while since we've done a draft. We are. We so are doing we're excited one. Yeah, about yeah. It. Let's get to the uh All right. Let's do it. Uh so we got 
We're going to do the three turkey gay games, and then we got a couple college football games, which are some bangers this week. Uh, starting off, so the, all three of these, all Thanksgiving, all, all going to be today when this thing airs. Uh, first game of the day is at 1230. Bills heading to Detroit. Uh, I was I was just, just doing this while you guys were talking Patriots talk. I was just figuring out what team's records were on Thanksgiving's Day. So I'm just going to rattle those off, too. Uh, Bills are 5-4-1 for a 550 win percentage, and the Lions are obviously they've played the most games of any team, 37-43-2 yeah. and 43 and two for a 463 win percentage. Bills are favored by 9.5. I feel like there's nothing more traditional in America than watching the Bills get fucking – I mean, the uh, Lions get spanked on Thanksgiving. Like, mm-hmm. like it's always yeah, nice to have a football game and uh, on Thanksgiving, but that one's always a lock. The the Lions find a way to lose it. Seems like. I, it. I wonder if this is the first time in NFL history where a team is playing in an away stadium back to back weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's. I wonder. I'm sure. I, w- I wonder if um, they even went home. You know, I think maybe the Patriots, if I remember right, might have played the Chargers and the Rams back to back. Oh, that could happen, yeah. Or maybe Giants Jets or something Giants, like that. Giants Jets, yeah. maybe. But uh, yeah, that that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder. They, it's it's a short flight, so they probably still went back to Buffalo. I imagine. Well, and if they could even get in. That's true. <laughs> if they get in, yeah, that's true. Um, I I mean, the, the, listen, the, the the Lions are playing better. They've won what three in a row now, I think. Um, yeah. Buffalo's this is just been an struggling. unfortunate matchup, right? Yeah, I mean, I think with Buffalo kind of took a little bit, a little while to get off the mat against Cleveland, and they kind of look like Buffalo after that. So um, I think the way, part of me thinks like the way Detroit's been playing, I think that defensively they've been better. They've been running the football fairly well. I think Buffalo wins, but I, I, I almost think Detroit's going to cover. I think Detroit covers this. Um, but, but I think Buffalo, I think Buffalo's in control. Most of the game, like I don't think they're in jeopardy of losing it, but I I think Detroit's gonna cover. Like Buffalo isn't as invincible as they we thought right. they were. You know what I mean? Like they the fact that this is nine and a half to me is actually surprising. I feel like the I would take the Lions plus nine and a half on that. Uh, I think they said I don't know if he's been playing con- like all season, but Swift's been practicing in full. I know he's been injured a lot this year. That's huge. Like St. Brown, like the Lions got some weapons on offense, and I think like. It's been showing that like their offense is one of the better ones in the league. It's just their defense is atrocious. I think the Bills are going to put up some points today. So hopefully this is a high scoring game uh, just to make our juices right. flow in here on Thanksgiving Day. That'd be fun. So I imagine the Bills win, too, but I just can't. I don't I don't see them covering the nine and a half. So um, the Bills are getting healthier on defense. Like when they were bad, they were had starting four rookies in the in the secondary. Um, and that's when they're suspects. So they're they're letting their their. Their big guys get back on defense for DBs, um, and that makes all the difference in the world with them. Um, they're missing their middle linebacker too, not not Milano, but the other one. Can't think of his name anyway. Um, but the other cool part about the Lions is is they're going to get back their first round pick, uh, Jamison Williams, pretty soon. He started practicing too, so they're going to add another weapon who a lot of people uh, thought was he. I thought he was the number one wide receiver in the draft, so. That's pretty cool that yep. they'll get him as well. So talk about weapons in Detroit, and I and and it is nice to watch them actually be up, be able to put up points. They just can't stop anyone right now, but they do have some guys to build on in that defense. So I don't think they're far away. Like that is he, seems is he from the big guy in Bama who tore his ACL? 
James, yeah. 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 Toward yeah. the national championship. So he's going to be back this year? Supposedly he's practicing. No shit. I always thought that was like a, like a year injury. Yeah, it's usually about a year. It's been close to a year, though, for that because national championship is only a month away. It's usually know. like it's usually like first week of January, right? So, yeah. So yeah. it's been about a year. Yeah. Um, like one thing about the Bills to me is that like obviously like Allen and Diggs is is arguably the best wide receiver uh, QB wide receiver duo in the league. But it's like if you can figure out a way to stop them, I feel like they don't have a shit ton outside of them. You know what I mean? Like their offense puts up a ton of points because I think those two guys are so good that it opens mm-hmm. up stuff. But like. The other weapons the Bills have in offense isn't great for how good their offense is to me. So, Gabe Davis is all. I like Gabe Davis a lot. He had um, a coming out party in the playoffs last year. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, he's not like. Uh, he makes monster plays. But I, mm-hmm. but but they they have no run game to speak of really, which is it's been we we talked about this at the beginning of the year. It's it's kind of a problem. Like you cannot rely on Josh Allen to be your main source of yards on the ground. Um and go deep into the playoffs. I mean, that's my opinion anyway. So they need to figure something out, whether it's, is it James Cook? Yeah. The rookie. And then, and then uh, Singletary. So they got to figure something out on the ground, I think for, in order for them to um, make a deep run. But um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on four thirty game, Uh huge one here for the NFC East giants heading to Dallas. Both teams are seven and three in the year. Dallas uh, coming off a monster win against the Vikings to beat them 40 to three Dallas favored by eight and a half in this game. Uh, win percentages, both these teams over 500 and Thanksgiving giants have a 567 win percentage. Cowboys have a shit ton of games over 50 games played in a 583 win percentage. So Cowboys probably, I mean like, Cowboys have played a ton, but they're probably the most successful Thanksgiving Day team, you know, there is. So, uh, I'm just going to make this quick. The Giants aren't that good. The Cowboys are going to beat the fucking wheels off them. Yeah, Sorry. Dallas has probably, in my opinion, the best front seven in football right now. And uh, that doesn't that doesn't help. Uh, that's what the Giants need to do is run the ball, and I don't think they're going to be able to. So, not a good matchup, the, in my opinion, for the Giants, so. It was it was a, the Giants. It was a good story early on, but I think most people that watched football and have any idea about it knew the Giants weren't a six and one, seven and one team or whatever the fuck they were. So I think the uh, the shine's gonna is starting to come off on them, and I think Dallas is gonna fucking pound the shit out of them tomorrow. These teams have already played. They played week three. Cowboys beat them week three. Um, yeah, so like the Cowboys started the year off seven and one, and then they had a schedule coming up of Seahawks, Texans, Lions, and then they went one and two in those games. I just, I do think the Giants are a little bit of a fraud. And um, Cowboys lost Week One to the Bucks, then they lost to the Eagles, and then outside of that like shocking loss to the Packers, I guess like playing in Lambeau is tricky. But Cowboys are legit, man. Uh, I know that everyone loves to rip on the Cowboys because it's just the laughing stock of football for the last like 20, 30 years, but uh, I think this team's really good. So I think the Cowboys win this game. They too. I, are I good. That, I have no faith in the playoffs. Though. No, <laughs> like, I just yeah. feel like they'll Mike, find a way to that, fuck that up. Mike McCarthy's a buffoon. Yeah. It's I will, be. I will say having like a, a nasty defense like that. And I feel like if Dak is healthy though, like, I mean, this team could win the Super Bowl. Yeah. They, they oh, run the ball sure. really good and they have yeah. depth at running back. They are a uh, really good line. So, I mean, yeah. they, 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 they have talent. 
And they have they're all weapons. And they might pick up OBJ. Was McCarthy the coach in the in Green Bay when they won the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we must have one. Yep. Yeah. All right, and then the, <laughs> and then we got the nightcap eight twenty start for goal. You're gonna stay awake for it? Yeah. Ah, well, we'll see. See how much of a nap you get in tomorrow. Eight, <laughs> yeah. Eight twenty start. Patriots heading to Minnesota. Pat six and four. Minnesota eight and two. Minnesota only favored by two and a half because they got shellacked last week. Uh, Patriots have only played five games on Thanksgiving. They're three and two. Uh, Vikings have only played eight games on Thanksgiving. They're six and two. Uh, I think the best win percentage outside of a team that's one and zero or something. But uh, yeah, what do you think? For me, it's. I think this is going to be a close one. Um, I just think the Pats, Pats D is pretty good, um, and they're going to get after Cousins. So the biggest thing is that Cousins' line or the Vikings' line is a mess right now. Um, Darisaw is their left tackle. He's under concussion he's protocol. Out. Doesn't sound like he's going to play, um, which is which is big news for for the Pats and Judon. Um, so if you can get after Cousins, then you can definitely you know make things happen and just you know Jefferson. Even Thielen is good at long routes. I know, like the the prototypical white wide receiver is good at short routes. Thielen's pretty good downfield more than he is like short field. So um, it's going to be a lot of Hawkinson, and the Pats are pretty good at defending tight ends. So I I don't I don't mind the Pats in this game. I think it's going to be close. I think there's a shot they win this one. Yeah, I. I... I agree. I do think that they're going to need to get something out of the offense. They, they're they not going to win this game. I don't think this is a game where they, they hold the Vikings to 10 points and they win 13 to 10. Um, I think they're going to have – the offense is going to have to get up in the 20s, I think, for them to win this game. If they can't, then I, I don't think they have a shot. But um, I agree with everything you said. I think that, the, the, like you said, the Vikings line's a mess right now. Pat's defense is – Firing in all cylinders, it seems like. So, um, if the Pats can do something offensively, I think they win the game. I know that sounds it's pretty obvious, but they've won. They haven't done shit offensively for a lot of games this year and still won them. So, but I think this is a game they have to they have to score. You know, twenty four or so to win. Um, so we'll see. I think the Vikings I have do the worst red zone defense i heard today and the pats have the second worst red zone offense so something's got to give like someone's they should be able to score a couple tds in the red zone this this week and the, i will say this okay oh, i was gonna say no. the the pats have obviously one of the best defenses in the league and Kirk cousins in prime time we all know it's like a it's like a running joke now uh his record in prime time is 10 and 18 not <laughs> too great uh i think the patriots win this game i just do Wow. I I mean, I was going to say, too, like, obviously, like, the Vikings, two losses, they've gotten the wheels fucking beat off of them. But they're 8-2, and two, and they have a negative point differential. They've won eight games and only wow. lost two, and they have a negative point differential. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the furthest in a season that a team's had a record like that and had negative point differential. So I think we kind of alluded to it a little bit a few weeks ago that we're not necessarily sure the Vikings – they're good, but we weren't, you know, they weren't an eight and one football team or seven and one football team. And I think Dallas kind of exposed them last week. Now I'm not saying one week makes up a season for the Vikings, but the fact that they've they're they're eight and two and have a negative point differential through ten games is a telling sign 
that maybe they're not as good as their record shows. So, um, yeah. I mean, their defense is letting up 406 yards a game. If Mac Jones and Patricia can't move the ball against this 406 yards a game defense, then yep. I don't know if things change at this point in the season for the Patriots if they keep winning, but I don't know. That's telling. So, All right. On to rivalry. Rival? Rivalry. Rivalry. Yeah, rivalry weekend yeah, here in college ones. football. My gosh. It's a big week in college football, isn't it? It is. I love this. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Love shit, this. Shit ton of rivalries happening, and then the final week of the regular season. And we're going to go over two of them because it's only really two that mean anything at this point when it comes to the college football playoffs. Uh, your team, dude, they might be back, Fagola. They might be back. Number 15, Notre Dame heading to the L.A. Coliseum. It's a Saturday night game at 730, playing number six, USC Trojans. USC favored by five points in this one. Smoke show. This is going to be a blowout. I think Notre Dame blows them out. No, you really? really. I do. You heard it here first. I do. I do think they blow them out. Because here's the thing is that USC's defense is not good, and uh, Notre Dame does actually have a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think that anyone in the Pac-12, uh, I don't think any of them have a good defense. I, I feel like none of them are, like, top 100. So when you bring in, like, a top 10, probably, like, top 20 defense, uh, depending on how they're playing, um, it's always like a smack in the face. And if they if they commit to running the ball and, and eating up clock and uh, playing like smack, smack mouth football, I think they know your name will blow them out. All right, so here's where I'm at with it. I, I agree with you. I think Notre Dame's defense is the best defense USC's seen this year. Um, but I also think that USC's offense is maybe the best offense Notre Dame has seen this year. Um, They've played some good ones. Ohio State, they kind of kept them in check a little bit most of the game. Uh, UNC scored on them, but they kind of handled business there too. So I think you just, you you have to look at the Clemson game. There's the, that's the blueprint for Notre Dame against, against USC is the same thing. A lot of jumbo sets, a lot of 12 personnel. Mm -hmm. Notre Notre Dame's offensive line needs to dominate this game as well as their defensive line needs to dominate the game. If that happens, I love Notre Dame in this game. If but but if USC scores a little bit, yeah, that's like if you scary. if this game gets into the 30s, I'm not sure. Like a USC's defense sucks. Like they are really fucking bad. And if Notre Dame had a quarterback that I had any confidence in, I'd be all over Notre Dame in this. But the the fact is, I do not like Drew Pine. I think he sucks. I think he's done well managing the games, but he is not a guy that in a game like this against USC, I don't think Notre Dame can rely on him to throw the ball 35 times and like bring him down the field. Like he can't do that. He's not good enough. So if Notre Dame's defense isn't playing well and USC is scoring, I think Notre Dame gets their, could get the wheels beat off of him. Um, and I'm not entirely, if this game was in South Bend, I'd also feel better about it, but I just, yeah, they have. They, I think they just like do what they did against Clemson. They're gonna have to try to do that, smack him in the mouth early, and see what happens. But um, Caleb Williams is a fucking beast. So 
they're going to have their hands full. I don't, I, it's kind of like how I felt like Clemson. I'm, I'm very, I'm cautiously optimistic, but, um, if they lose by a lot or lose by a small margin, it's not going to surprise me. If they win, it's not going to surprise me either. So I know I'm kind of coughing out on it, but. Uh, Vegas thinks that Notre Dame is going to move the ball because, I mean, the, the over-under on this is 64.5. So with only a five-point spread, they're expecting Notre Dame to move the ball. So Yeah, and I think they can. I, I think they can move the ball on the ground. I guess what I'm saying, Kev, is if, you know, if, they, if Notre Dame gets down by, say, 14 early, Mm-hmm. Drew Pine's not going to sling sling him around, sling the ball around to get him back in the game. That's my opinion anyway. If against any defense is going to happen, it could be USC's though. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, how different of a, how different like if Notre Dame doesn't have that letdown against Marshall or Stanford, like how different is this game? You know what I mean? Yeah, they'd be two oh, yeah. top ten teams fighting for that playoff that fourth playoff spot. Because at this point, it's just it's just basically Notre Dame's playing a spoiler. For USC, yeah, that's right. it. Yeah. Which it, I mean, which way, sucks that there's not 12 teams because 12 teams. Yeah. You know Notre Dame's so, playing for their life. Right. And though yeah. I would say like with the way things are, if Notre Dame was 10 and one going into this game, this was this is probably winning get in for them, because you would have to think if they were to finish the season 11 and one. Oh yeah, they're against, in. Wins against Clemson, USC, North Carolina, Syracuse. Yeah. BYU was like decent at the time. I don't know. BYU was decent, you know, and it's so, yeah, it, it's, it would be massive. I mean, this, this, if it was, if Notre Dame was 10 and one going into this game, it, it would probably be a bigger, well, it'd be, it'd be, it's still a big game, but it, I don't know if it would be bigger than Ohio state, Michigan, No way. but yeah, it would be fucking huge. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, it's in it. And I look at it like this. If it was, it's been a disappointing year for Notre Dame, obviously. But I'm looking at it like they started the season 0-2. Even if they if they win, they finish the season nine and one. I mean, that's was a they went on to kind of turn things around. And even if they lose, they finish the season eight and they finish the last ten games. They were eight and two. So there's a lot to build off there. Um, it's obviously not what they wanted, but. It also when they started 0 two people are saying this team may not win fucking six games. So yeah. typical Notre Dame fan, dude. Always looking for next yeah. year. All right, right, let's move on here. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I, I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, Saturday noontime game. Whoo! This is a mat monster. I know it's monster fucking game. It's noon. Number three Michigan heading to the horseshoe, playing number two Ohio State. Both teams 11 and 0. Winner of this is what's the Big Ten East or West, who the fuck knows, but whoever wins this obviously goes to the Big Ten game, championship game. Uh, Ohio State favored by seven and a half. Ohio State coming in with, like, the best offense in the nation, basically. Michigan not too far behind them, but Michigan's defense, man, one of the best in the nation, but it could be because their schedule's been pretty soft. Yeah, this this game comes down to Blake Corum for me. If he's 100% healthy, I love Michigan. If he's not, I don't think Michigan's got a fucking snowball chance in hell. I think he makes so much difference in that offense. And I know Don, Donovan Edwards has been pretty solid for Michigan as well. Um, but he was also banged up. He didn't play that much. And I think that, that CJ was a CJ Stokes played against most of that game. I think in the second half against, against Illinois that they almost lost. 
Um, but it, it, to me, it comes down to Corum because I don't think if Corum is not a hundred percent, I don't think JJ McCarthy is good enough to get into a shootout with CJ Stroud in that offense of Ohio State. So it really, for me, it comes down to, and Vegas clearly thinks the same because what is it, seven and a half? Seven and a half. That's a big number in this rivalry, especially what Michigan did to him last year. So for me, like I said, it comes down to Corum. If he's a hundred percent healthy, I like Michigan. Um, I just like their. I hate Michigan, but I just like their style. They play that grind it out kind of smash mouth stuff. But um, if Corum's banged up or not playing, I just, it's going to be an uphill battle because I don't think McCarthy's that good. These are, in my opinion, probably two overrated teams because they just haven't been challenged. Like they're not playing. I just, I look at these other conferences, even the Pac-12 right now, is is competitive like every week almost and you know it, this is really like a two-man race in this in the big 10 um so it will be interesting to see because it's two rivalries that are built completely different um especially on the offensive end like run one is take care of the ball run it eat up clock uh big chunks grind you out the other one is we're gonna hit we're gonna hit big plays fast um so it will be interesting to see. They both have like you know NFL players on defense as well, but on offense they're completely different. Um, so who can execute better? And I haven't seen Ohio State really be like that dominant um, that I've seen in the years past, like when Fields was there or when Zeke was there and stuff like that. So we'll see if Stroud can get going this week. I think he will. Uh, I actually have faith that Ohio State gets up and Michigan has to start scrambling to do other things and they can't do it. So I, I like Ohio state winning this big, but I don't like him coming into the playoffs. I, yeah, I think Ohio state is going to win this game too. I think it's huge. Just, I think in this in rivalry game, especially being the home team is just so massive. Uh, like just look at the schedules, the schedules have been pretty weak, but like, I, I feel like I disagree. I feel like Ohio state has been taking care of business. They had like a scare against Penn state, but then they just like what they put up 28 points in like, three minutes in that game or something stupid. I feel like Ohio state just handles their business and like they can't really affect the schedule they have where some of the games Michigan's had to me, like they, they've seemed sketchier. Uh, well, yeah. And I will say too, with Ohio state looking at the, they, they, every single game they've won this year, they've won by double digits. Yeah. I don't think I, I didn't mean it like they didn't schedule a good schedule. Like usually the Big Ten's the second best conference. Like usually Wisconsin's really fucking good. Usually Michigan State puts out a good team like once every three years. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's Minnesota will put out a, like I don't know, there's there's teams that put out. I just feel like they haven't like this year for some reason. But watch next year. Like Wisconsin will be good. Um, Illinois might be good. Like they'll be Maryland might be good. There might be teams that are actually good out of the big 10 next year that are better um, than they were this year. I just, it's not their fault. No, I wasn't saying no, that. I, I wasn't talking about that. I was, I no, was saying I know. that. Oh, no, I was saying the point you made was that Ohio state hasn't looked as dominant where I feel like all their wins have been pretty impressive. I feel like, except for like the Penn state game up until like the whatever minute it was where they just blew up, you know, that was yep. a sketchy game, but I feel like all their other wins have been pretty, pretty, I don't know. It seems like there should be the number two team in the nation to me. Yeah, I just don't think and if they, it, I think if they played in like the SEC, I think it'd be different. Yeah, but I I think yes, I don't disagree with that. But I also think you could take every team in the country outside of Georgia and you put them in the SEC, and they're not going to go undefeated. 
Right. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, but I will say that I, I, Georgia to me, like, I think it's, this is Georgia's national championship to lose, but they've had some pretty bad clunkers against bad fucking teams this year. Like, yeah. I don't know if they just, I don't know if they're like a cat playing with their fucking playing with their prey and just toying with teams and they just know they're good enough to win out in the end. But I think, I mean, Georgia's the favorite going into this thing, but like, I just feel like this, this there's no truly dominant no, they could in lose college them. football this year. Like, I, I do think that there's, like, I don't think USC is that good. I think their defense is, I think their offense is great, but I think their defense sucks. But it wouldn't surprise me if USC played Georgia. Georgia, I don't know if, I don't think Georgia can score with USC. So, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully Notre uh, Dame fucking takes USC right out of the equation, but. What what happens in this scenario? Because I know Shuri's not huge in the Big Ten this year. Like, say, let's say Ohio State wins this game pretty handily, mm. right? And then next week they play against Purdue in the Big Ten championship and lose to Purdue. <laughs> if you lose to Purdue, dude, you're out. I'm sorry. Think it's so? just the way it goes. It's like, you know, what happens is things are fresh on our minds. So if you lose that game, you're out, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it depends on, like, what else happens. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, if Clemson wins yeah. the ACC, USC wins, and TCU wins, you're de- I think they're definitely out. Mm-hmm. But if one of those teams wins, they, wins, they probably stay in. Yeah. But if but if <clears throat> Georgia loses in the SEC championship and their one loss, they're still in. Yeah. There's two the, the biggest question is going to be LSU. Did they get in? That's, well, LSU's up to fifth now, which is pretty impressive turnaround that they've had. Imagine if they jump TCU by winning. Oh, that would be awful. If, yeah. if LSU wins, they gonna, they're going to get in. If LSU wins the SEC championship, they're if in. they pass TCU, dude, they'll be what? fucking, they'll be yeah. Bayham in TCU. And they should be. Well, they no, should pass. I, the committee is absolutely hoping that LSU doesn't win the SEC and TCU doesn't go undefeated. They're absolutely praying that doesn't happen. Right, but I mean, even if that happens, you have Georgia, you'll have Georgia, LSU, the winner of Michigan and Ohio State, and TCU if they're undefeated. An undefeated TCU undefeated in the Big Ten, Big Twelve will get in over a one-loss USC or Clemson. Oh, for sure. So that's what I'm saying. So like TCU. No, I think at this what, point it'd be between is Georgia out? No, Georgia's in no matter Georgia's what. Not, Georgia's. In, I guarantee Georgia's in no matter. So what. if I mean, LSU, be if LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, the LSU's got to be in. They will. Then that's TCU what I'm saying. I think. Bumped. No, TCU stays. But then Ohio. No, Ohio the State, winner Michigan? of all, I guess whoever the winner. Oh is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whoever the sense. winner of that game is would go to one. Yeah. LSU probably goes to two. Who knows with the like they don't like doing like the matchups or whatever. So right. my guess is Georgia yeah. falls to four, TCU goes to three. Yeah. And then or whatever it is, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, It'll be could... interesting. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Georgia's gonna walk all over LSU, but. This uh, I feel like this year's could be some messy, a messy day for the committee whenever they make their final picks, dude. They're just praying that some some of these teams that are still like right around that cusp that are going to lose. Right. Yep. It's shitty. I wish the uh, I wish even if it was like six teams or eight teams made it, you know, but here we are with four. So <clears throat> it is what it is. All right. Uh, Natty let's, Light six pack. Let's rip through these. All right. Uh, last week, right? last week we all got a W, dude. We all got a win. 
Shuri did not hit his plus 31 against A&M. Fuck! It was uh, uh, a... I'll tell you what, though. 20 to 3. It wasn't that bad. It was like 10 to 3 at halftime or something. Mm. And that stadium cleared out. Oh, that (laughs) disgrace. Uh, Yeah, none of us hit our underdog last week. It was just... Three and three week for everyone. Um, let's go. Week 13. Okay. Jumping off the – LSU minus 10 versus Texas A&M. If A&M can't beat fucking – I mean, if LSU can't beat A&M by more than 10, they don't deserve to play in the SEC championship. A&M fucking sucks. Tigers minus 10. I was surprised to see that one. Where's the game? Is it in A&M? I think it's in A&M, yeah. I was really surprised that I saw that line was that small. Um, uh, I'll go second. I'm going to take – uh, Notre Dame plus five and a half uh, at USC. Nice, I can't tell if Shore is trying to mush Notre Dame or if he actually thinks they're going to win. No, I really do think they're going to win. <laughs> All right. I'm going with just <clears throat> straight up in-state rivalries this time. I'm taking UNC minus six NC State. Uh, next one, I'm going uh, Arkansas minus three versus Missouri. KJ Jefferson's back. He's the best player on the field. Razorbacks cover the three. Uh, my next one, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Baylor plus eight and a half at Texas. Uh, sticking with it, Georgia minus thirty-five and a half. Georgia Tech. Right, UCLA minus 10 versus Cal. UCLA, sixth in the country in scoring. Cal, 97th. Bruins get back on track. They pull away late. UCLA minus 10. Uh, I'm excited about this. Uh, Black Friday. It's Florida at Florida State. I get a 7 o'clock game, 7.30 actually. Uh, Florida plus 10.5. They're without five of their top six wide receivers. Don't give a fuck. Um, Taking them. Uh, I got Oregon minus three, Oregon State. That line surprised me quite a bit. Bo Nick's a little banged up. I think that's probably why. There you go. That's the reason. I don't know that. Um, I'm taking Washington minus two versus Washington State. I hate picking road favorites in rivalry games like this, but I think Washington's playing for too much. I believe they still have a shot to play USC in the Pac-12 championship. And they're all still looking for the first 10 Weezons since 2018. Give me the Huskies minus two. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take uh, Auburn plus 22 and a half. Uh, no, 22, just 22 um, against Alabama. I'm going to say Alabama um, rivalry game. Anything happens, 330. Cadillac Williams is uh, running Auburn. And I think that maybe if he wins out, he might be able to keep his job, so maybe this could be a close game. I think this players like him and they play hard for him. What's the line on that? Auburn what? 22. Plus 22 for Auburn. All right. I had Washington at minus two and two, but since school took it, I'm taking Washington State plus two. Yee! Yep. Let's do it. Oh, we do it. Uh, okay. I'm taking Notre Dame to be fucking USA. Nice. What's they, the point? Rec- Seven and a half, five. I think. Plus five. five. They're wrecking the party. They're going to send USC packing. 
And when it happens, I'm never, I'm not going to let fucking Pelletier live it down. And if USC does beat Notre Dame, then Pelletier better shut the fuck up. Uh, my favorite line in college football all year is they asked South Carolina DBs what they did different um, to be better um, last <laughs> week against Tennessee and straight up just said, I'm going to let my nuts hang. Um, and you know what? I'm taking South Carolina to beat Clemson. I've been on train that Clemson's not as good as we thought all year. Woo. South Carolina seems to be Rattler. Put him back in the, in the draft convo. Um, I know I shit on the kid. He had the best game of his life. I'm going to say he follows up with another good one. That is 14 and a half. 14 and a half. I was getting ready to ask you. That's a big one. Um, I'm taking your Gators, dude. Gators plus 10. I had plus 10, but I'll take plus 10 and a half, whatever you want, dude. Gators plus 10 against Florida State. Love it. All right, I'm taking the over Memphis SMU 69 and a half. Teams are averaging over 70 combined points. SMU is 122nd out of 131 in scoring defense. Memphis is 72nd. Hammer the fucking over. What's the if number? I had a 69 and a half, if I had a lock of the fucking year, I think I would, this would be it. We've had a lot of good picks this year, too. <laughs> Seriously. I always go to the Pac-12, uh, yeah, Pac-12 lately for my over. So I'm just trying to figure out which game I want to use. Um, let's let's take let's just go with the ranked one. Let's go Oregon, Oregon State. Um, I'm gonna take the under at 59 and a half. Ooh, <laughs> He's such a bitch. Going with my in states, I'm taking Kansas, Kansas State over 62 and a half. Nice. That's how you rattle off the natty like six pack picks of the week. If you're betting, put your money on Fagolas. If you want to have fun, put it on Kevs. And if you just want to be middle of the pack and and just play with some some fun money, put it on the Shore Dogs. Literally have no rhyme or reason to my picks other than there's just like in-state <laughs> games. That's all it is. I love it, dude. So I was kind of hoping you were going to roll with another theme uh, this week, and we were trying to guess, but. Oh, I could have done that, I guess. But I think I've been an easy one for you to guess. All right. So we're going to do a draft, and it is Thanksgiving five, themed. Man. We haven't done this in so yeah. long. And uh, it's going to be. Our favorite things about Thanksgiving or that you can have at Thanksgiving or do on Thanksgiving. Uh, and pretty much who can put the best list together. Because, um, yeah. you know, yeah, I think yeah. everyone celebrates Thanksgiving a little bit different. So maybe there'll be something on mine that's not on theirs. But I know there's a lot of things that are the same, too. So. Yeah, and, so this, and this is going to be this is like doesn't have to be food. It could be food, drink, mm-hmm. an activity. It could be fucking anything. Yep. I have always put like one, two, and three, and I'll like say goal of you pick up. This time I changed it up. Took me a took me a year almost to figure out a better way to do it. But I wrote our names down. So wow. we're in here. Makes so perfect sense. With the first pick will be the big dog. There it is. With the second pick will be KG and Golodank, you got number three. 
pulling the real pulling so the to start this draft um It's time for the BDB Starting Five. Let's get this shit going. I'm, I'm actually split between two. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want the first pick, dude. No. I'm going to take football. I'm going to take football. Right. That's my favorite thing about Thanksgiving. And, uh, yeah, that's for me, that's it. That's, uh, that's the best part is 10 o'clock sit down football. Is that the, is that the first time? First game? Uh, no, 1230. 12, oh, close 1230. I, um, I don't watch a shit ton of football. I think it's evident, uh, with like how fucking knowledgeable I am about it, but I will admit that I do watch a decent amount of football on Thanksgiving. And it's more because like when I'm when I'm home, I'm always just like doing shit around the house or I don't know. I'm just I'm out. We're out doing stuff, you know, but like when it's Thanksgiving, I'm usually up to the in-laws. And so it's like, I don't know. I sit down and watch. Yeah, like they're with their grandmother playing and she's like loving it and you can sit down and relax. That's right. And for me, um, I need a beer. I'm taking beer. Uh. It's just, it's really hard to beat a beer in any situation, dude, but like just a beer, just sitting around knowing you don't have to work the next day. And, uh, well, I don't know. I don't have to work the next day. I don't know if you guys do. There you go. So, uh, it's, it's just a wonderful feeling. Um, two of those definitely on my list. Uh, this should come as no surprise to anybody that knows me. And my favorite thing about Thanksgiving is unequivocally the post meal nap. You just get stuffed, right? You go into, you might have had a piece of pie, you know, you just finishing up and you're on the couch watching the football game. You kind of just doze off. You're not really like completely asleep, but you kind of just doze off, you know, 20 oh, yeah. minutes, maybe a half hour, nothing better. Uh, what time's, what time's dinner for you guys? We're eating at one. Uh, we're a little late. At our house. Yeah. We're at a greater on there. To, one o'clock. I prefer to eat a little bit later, but. We're not hosting, so it's not my decision. Yep. So I actually like the early one. Because then you could just rip more turkey like four or five hours later. Just pick away at it. Yeah, if you have it at your house, though. Yeah, See, but we not, always bring some home hosting. with us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, because so, my favorite thing about they, well, I, actually. Don't say it. I'm going to say it oh, now. Oh, you can say it again. Can't say your pick, I am, <laughs> I'm saying my second favorite thing about Thanksgiving is the leftovers, but hold on, but I'm saying specifically when you make a sandwich out of the leftovers. Yeah. A sandwich leftover? Good pick. Good pick. Yes. You put like the, see, for me, I get like a hamburger bun or a bread, regular bread, put a little mayonnaise down, layer it with the stuffing, put a little, maybe a little bit of the cranberry sauce, fucking turkey. If we have some, some mashed potatoes, but I can, I can do without the mashed potatoes. Slap that other piece on and just go to town, dude. Fucking nothing better. I yeah, I had leftovers in the list too. It's funny. It's fucking delicious stuff. Um, it's gonna be the most boring pick of the entire draft, but I feel like it's just the staple with anyone's Thanksgiving for the most part, I guess, unless you're like a southerner or something. I'm not sure how that what they do down there, but I'm taking turkey. 
it's it's hard to have Thanksgiving without it. I think. Um, I think some other people might have a ham or like a roast beef or I don't know something like that. Or but a ham. Your ham, yeah. We've always been turkey every single year, and I I eat turkey maybe once a year, but it's always Thanksgiving, so I'm taking it. Are you guys um white meat or dark meat? White. Yeah, I'm a dumb dark too. But I do I I just like I like the because it's. I don't turkey. I'm smoking the so turkey. Dry to me. Oh. I got a, I, like I got a turkey from work. They didn't do it the last couple of years because of COVID. So they didn't tell us they were giving it. And then it was like, boom, hey, come to the office this day, grab the turkey. Already had a ham. We're gonna try smoking yeah. it. I like it. We got we a, could... the mill gave us the mill gives us a turkey and a ham. Um, got them last week and actually brought it down to Massachusetts. We had a little bit of a Thanksgiving dinner nice. down there at my nice. mother in law's and used that turkey. So we might have talked about this last year on an episode. If we had a Thanksgiving episode last year, I can't remember. But uh, usually we have we two definitely turkeys. Did. We started this in March. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd been doing this for like three years now. Uh, we uh, we usually have two turkeys because Katie and I like our turkey fucking dry as a bone, dude. Don't even put gravy on it. Love it when it almost gets oh. stuck in your throat on the way down, dude. It's just... Uh, so they, uh, they usually cook I, the turkey. What is wrong with you? Yeah. That's what we like, dude. Don't Kim was it. like, you're, you're making, you want to smoke a turkey, smoke it yourself. Like I'm not buying anything just so I've been like YouTubing it. Right. And I'm injecting it with beer and butter to get that thing as juicy as possible. Yeah. And I'm going to do it two times throughout. And then I'm also going to baste it every 30 minutes with butter. The entire thing. Do you like, brine it before? Nah. With like pickle juice and all that shit? No? Nah. No. KG wants his fucking turkey to be like sandpaper. So, uh, eating a shingle. <laughs> the motherfucker's eating a shingle. Love it. It's so good. All right. <clears throat> My second round pick is the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> I fucking love getting up, having a fucking coffee, maybe a little. My mother-in-law was around. We'd have a little eggnog, a little rum. We'd start getting the drinking started right then. Macy's Day Parade, watch it every year. Santa ends it. It's the beginning to Christmas. Um, I I love Macy's Day Parade. I usually put it on for about five minutes, and then I'm just like, it's a parade yeah. to me. Yeah. I I had it on my list, but it, like of all the parades in all the world, it's probably like the only one I watch. You know, it's, but it's on only my for like five ten minutes. Like, I want to go to go to it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> It's all my bucket, dude. Ever since I've been a kid, like, my mom loved it, and then Kim's family loved it. So, like, it didn't matter where. It was like we were always doing it. So I get up. I make my pies in the morning before before the parade, and then I sit down, and uh, parade time it is. Um, the next thing I'm going to go with, and this goes hand in hand, is the Black Friday flyers. I I love getting the newspaper. And like just like going through the all the flyers, there's like hundreds of them. Um, and there's usually like two things that I want. You get the newspaper delivered to your house? Um, no, but apparently last year in Portland they started doing it the the Wednesday, so I do have it. But Kim and I refuse to look at it, so I do have it upstairs ready to go. Every Thanksgiving I've always so you walked won't, you to the store look, down the you road, look at it, and you then look I get at it. Whole Thanksgiving. Yeah, so I got it today. I went to the store, got it today, oh, and it, it's sitting. And neither one of us refu- we like won't look at it. Incredible. <laughs> hey, that, <laughs> hey, 
Yo, that's this is it, baby. This is tradition and stories. <laughs> that's tradition right there. Um, I'll tell you what. If you're if you're looking for a little bit of luck on your side, there's nothing that's gonna get you into that lucky moment more than a wishbone, dude. The wishbone is fucking electric, Ooh. dude. Whoever gets to fucking rip that thing apart, dude, and whoever gets the big end, the the wishbone end, I don't know you call a thing. It just sets the rest of your holiday season off on the right foot, dude. Yes, great pick. I, this, um, I hate to keep talking, but there is zero chance I've ever lost a case jewelry. <laughs> I have <laughs> got to be fourteen and zero against that thing. I get that do, you, do you have a strategy? And if you do, do you want to? Do you want to um, reveal it? Being the favorite child, I think my mother has always hooked me up with the better end, the bigger oh, one. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I gotta, I, I'm not sure if this counts as KG said beer and I, what I was going to say is day drinking. So I don't know if that kind of, I, if it's too close, yeah. I will pick something else. Anything goes, dude. I don't care. Because, you know, Do whatever you want, dude. Of, I'm going to go day drinking. So a mm. lot of, a lot of times I'm in the woods hunting, but if I'm not, there's nothing better than, you know, you get up to have a bloody Mary Ooh. or two. Oh, you know, then have a few beers, and it's like you Ooh. can like, Thanksgiving, like you can catch a, a good, decent buzz, be done by like four or five o'clock, and then just be like, don't feel hungover the next day. So, day drinking. Um, so I'm going with my favorite part, food wise. Well, really quick, really quick. Yeah. My mother-in-law and I, rest in peace, G. Uh, when we first moved to South Portland, we might have missed Thanksgiving. <laughs> Went a little hard on the day drinking than both of us. Passed <laughs> out. And we both missed Thanksgiving. Nice. Uh, Kim was not impressed. Have any of you ever been so hungover from the night before Thanksgiving Eve where oh, yeah. you couldn't eat Thanksgiving? Yeah, I was. No. Oh, I, I think I ate it, but um, we were driving somewhere and I had to have my dad pull over so I could puke. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, this is my favorite part of Thanksgiving, and it's like the only time of year I ever have it. Um, but it's it's stuffing, it's that's like the best side, it's the best part of Thanksgiving as far as food, excuse me, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going with stuffing, love it, dude. Um, What do I want to do here? Uh, I'm going to say, like, I don't know, like, we've never done, like, a Friendsgiving, you know, but just, like, just, like, the fact of, like, any, a lot of holidays do this, but, like, just get people together, like, friends, family, just, like, any, like, being with loved ones. Can I say being with loved ones? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are going to say friends, because you guys don't hang out with friends, really, on Thanksgiving. No, Uh, no, no, I got you. Family, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. When I was younger, I used to, like, I remember getting together with all of our friends, like, after we ate, we'd always go with, like, crackles or something, but. It's hard, like, it, like if you want to do a Friendsgiving, I feel like you almost have to do it on a different day, because we all yeah. have our own traditions that we've, like, you know. Of course. Are in, yeah. so. All right, my last two picks, uh, I think they're going to be different than, I don't think either one of you would say them, I don't think either one of you would say my last two, so. Uh, fuck it. It's my list. Um, I love this one. 
I have one really fond memory of it, um, but his family arguments. Uh, it's not that says Thanksgiving or family, like a little argument around the table. I remember, uh, I don't think anyone's going to even remember this. Hopefully my dad listens, but, uh, I, I grew up with all girl cousins. Um, so one time we were at, at my aunt's, my aunt and uncles and my, my dad was sitting around watching football and he lets one rip just, and everyone's like, what is wrong with you? And my father just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, what do you mean? What am I supposed to do? And my uncles are like, well, I just fart in the other room or I go in the bathroom. My dad's like, well, you're a pussy. Like, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> I just fucking let it rip. And they were like, that's so rude of you. And my dad was like, I don't give a fuck. And like that started an argument, dude. It was like weird. It's absurd, yeah. Uh, but I remember it. I was like a little kid, like, holy shit, what is going on right now? But my dad didn't give a shit, uh, and uh, I respect oh him God, for that. That's like, have you seen the? Uh, it comes out like every year. That yeah, video of best. that guy look. Guy looks like Joey Gorham. It's the best. And, and he's like trying to. He wants to kick his like ninety-seven-year-old father's ass or something like that. It's, it's so the best. It fucking, it's unbelievable. That's what I mean. It's like uh, last year Cole uh, went. Uh, fuck it, I'll tell him. Last year, Cole went to uh, his dad's and said that his meal was so good and bragged it up and then couldn't eat Kim's meal. So it was like, fuck you, Cole. I- I'm just telling you, it's family fights a part of it, man, and I love it. I love the drama because typically I'm not in it. I'm just watching it, but I do love it. It's kind of like a reality TV show. So <laughs> if you want to see some, come to Short Hogs. Uh, my next one is um, I'm a huge fan of... I think this is different than what Fagola was saying, but um, in my meal, I like to take like the turkey or the ham and the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, and then we have rolls, like warm rolls that just came out of the oven, and I make a sandwich out of them. Um, not so leftovers. Not, not leftovers. Not leftovers. Like that is how I eat my meal. Like I'll take three rolls and I'll just eat my entire plate out of rolls. Like put everything in the roll. Mm. I don't yeah, know I mean, how to explain that, that, Kev, but you're the you're the brains behind it. It's like a dinner roll sandwich. I, I said make a roll sandwich, dude, but we'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll make it a little prettier than that. Hell yeah! And I, we take some gravy, put that on uh, in there. Oof. Oof. Um, it is cool, like when uh, like at, at work. I'm trying to think, do we work to do this? Yeah, at work they do this sometimes, not around Thanksgiving, but they'll make like sandwiches. But they call it like a Thanksgiving sandwich, and it's mm-hmm. all the components of like a Thanksgiving meal, you know. And that shit does hit pretty good. Lid, uh, Lid's cousin Emily always talks about this, and they there's this like pizza place down wherever she is in Connecticut, and they do a Thanksgiving pizza, and it's basically yeah. everything you can think of uh, for yep. Thanksgiving on a pizza. She said it's you have to like pre-order it, or, like you can't just like they do it like one night they make it and that's it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's fucking pretty money, but. All right, my final one. Uh, this goes back to our talk about why this holiday is pretty damn good. E- just about every – no, that's not true, not every holiday. But uh, there's a lot of things where people are expected to uh, – events like a wedding, a birthday, a Christmas, where they're expected to bring presents, right? You're supposed to be there, like you're going to receive them, you're going to get them, you're going to you're gonna buy for someone. This holiday, none of that. You're not expected to buy anything except for like food and beer, and that's about it, right? And I just love the fact that there's like no expectations for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm saying no expectations, dude. 
No expectations on gifts. Let's say that. You just come, you just eat food, you drink, and you have a good time. Love that's it. Amen. Uh, my last one, I, I saved this because I obviously knew the two of you were going to take it, and that is hunting. Um, usually, like, whenever my mom or one of my aunts used to do Thanksgiving at their house, but there'd usually be a group of us would go out for, you know, I don't know, five, six hours for a few, uh, hunt for a little while, um, then come back, eat, and whatever, so. Hunting is something we always did on Thanksgiving or always do on Thanksgiving for the most part. So I can't say I've ever done it, dude. That's why I saved it. I figured. How pissed would you be if I stole that, dude? <laughs> just do just get it out of spite. <laughs> I would. I probably my reaction would have been fucking pr- probably priceless. Like, yeah, probably, it probably would have been a good idea. Uh, well, there you have it, dude. Starting five. Yeah, that was a good one. Boy, it's been uh, a, it's been two months almost, or a little over two yeah. months since we've done that. It's been a yeah. hot minute, dude. Crazy. Yeah, September 14th was the last legit one we did. Holy smokes. So, it's been a long time. You guys got anything else? I don't have anything else. I would say uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving with your family, your friends. Um, and just relax and, uh, hopefully it's stress-free and you enjoy all your, uh, company. Stay healthy. Peace. Bye,